Hello, everyone. Welcome to Online Seller UK podcast. Um, my name is Prabhat, and I'm founder at Online Seller UK. And we've been doing this series of marketplace roundup podcasts to bring new trends in, in Amazon industry for the online sellers in the UK. So today I've got Aidan from me, um, and Aidan is a founder of marketplace agency or Amazon agency, DF5 e-commerce. And um, today we'll be talking about latest trends in the industry. So Aidan, welcome to our podcast. Uh, hi Prabhat, thanks very much for having me on the show. Excellent. So Aidan, why did you introduce yourself, um, what you're doing these days, and we'll take it from there. Sure. Uh, my name is Aidan Duffy. I'm the principal of an agency called DF5 e-commerce. Uh, we're based in Dublin in Ireland. Um, we work with um, clients on Amazon Seller and Vendor Central. Uh, we do kind of viability for new clients on Amazon. And we do uh, our kind of sweet spot is looking at improving sales um, for existing clients on Amazon using kind of reboot of the listings design. Uh, we're having a lot of success at the moment with video ads. And we also, we do a lot of work with the data of Amazon. So getting the data from Amazon reports, augmenting that data with kind of data science techniques and using that to, pre to predict uh, growth opportunities for our clients. So that's what we do. Excellent. So uh, today you've brought us some news for us. Sure, yeah. So uh, I've got a couple of things to talk uh, today. I think the one that's probably uppermost in everybody's mind is the Amazon post, the clarification of Amazon's policies on rebates and coupons. And it's been fascinating to watch kind of the reaction in the agency market um, to this post. So just as a reminder, Amazon kind of uh, reiterated that they welcome and encourage any of the levers that are on their platform so they don't they and uh, coupons discounts deals and any of the software features that they've built into the platform but that they consider a violation of terms of service anything that manipulates the rank using an outside kind of uh, service or software and they it's the first time they specifically called out um, specific kind of techniques that are widespread enough in the market to manipulate search rank, two-step URLs, uh, super URLs, and the big one is search find buy. So we know that there are a lot of software products and ranking products in the market, which we're not going to name here, but there's quite a few people uh, affected. And finally, Amazon leave the, you know, one of the key phrases in the post is that it's the seller's responsibility around this to control their agency and make sure that they're not doing anything that violates the terms of, con um, of conduct. So I think it's just an interesting dilemma, first of all, to watch the commentary from um, the, the software people and the likes of Helium 10 that go, you know, it's a forum post, it's not in their terms of service. So some people are kind of going, this is still okay. Um, the people who kind of stick with Amazon's techniques like advertising are kind of going, we told you so, uh, like that. So it's, it's kind of just fascinating to kind of watch how it's all going to play out and whether the terms of service will actually be updated, which as I understand, they have not been yet. So at the moment, it's kind of, it's watch this space. If you're in an agency working with brands, do you still continue to offer those services? Well, that's really a, a judgment call uh, on your part, but yeah. the suspension of revenue for your seller is at stake. Yeah, with Amazon, I think uh, generally anything to do with risk, it doesn't worth taking, as you know. 
yeah. uh, because once it's account suspended, the revenue losses you mentioned and things like that. So, and with these um, external tools like rebates and all, so I personally never used it uh, with, with the, any of the clients I, I work with. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. However, it's, it's, it's one of the risky things a lot of people have taken to speed up the product ranking process. And, and hey, oh, that's, that works, but it's, it's not, it shouldn't be the long-term tactics, I'm sure. Um, no. Because there are, there are other, other tools that Amazon provides, like Vine, advertising out of thought, you know, uh, those are the right things. So, yeah, good shout out, Aiden, on that. Yeah, so people need to be aware of that. Yeah, let's move on to next one. Please. Okay. So the second one is the other kind of big news story that I've seen is complaints about Amazon and their private label business, looking at the data from uh, existing sellers. And it, it's like there's sort of a moral outrage that Amazon would dare to look at the data that's flown through its own platform. The, but the problem is, is that retail in general have been doing this for over 100 years. And for most retailers, it forms a much larger, larger percentage of their business. Amazon private label is about 1% to 2% of their revenues. I'm looking at the Australian and European retail percentage of sales for private label is 40%. So it's not even close to being in the same ballpark. This is not even a new news story. In fact, I read a report that the Federal Trade Commission, which protects consumers in the U.S., wrote a report about this in 1932. So this has wow. been around for a long, long time. Private label has been a big part of retail. At that stage, even at that stage, 80% of stores had private label, making up to 25% of the revenues. And the focus on it here is how bad the big bad wolf Amazon is behaving when it should be. This is a retail technique that all retailers use. So why are Amazon being treated any different? Yeah, I think perhaps because it's their own platform and then they are taking the data that, you know, that is to advantage of them. Um, and also, uh, we've got to be aware that a lot of times uh, we work hard to present our products, put money in advertising, and then they, they, you can see Amazon private label brands popping in our product and all that sort of thing. So, which is, which is not disheartening, but that's that's competitiveness. But also, it's you know whether that's a right thing to happen. It's it's I'm not the judge of that. Obviously, it's it's government we need to judge that and. Uh, and do the right thing there. So, um, but it's certainly affecting all the sellers, I would say, because yeah. uh, people do take uh, quite a lot of time to create or to invent a product. Um, and then, okay, take Amazon as one of the channels. Uh, so it's, it's, people need to be a little bit, um, uh, you know, shocked sometimes when they, their product gets copied over and all that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So. That's interesting. So, yeah. um, and it's a very heated topic with, with no answer to that. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, I suppose my own view is I'd, I'd be quite philosophical about this. Like if you if you uh, create a good product, someone is going to copy it. It might it'll be another yeah. brand. You know, it'll be a, a, a kind of a Me Too brand or, or a reseller or a distributor that will do that. It's just mm -hmm. that Amazon in this case and what people tend to, the majority of Amazon's private label products are, are not amazing products. They're kind of poor copies of good brands. So you still have that advantage. The brand should look to build up their, you know, to use the levers that Amazon gives you around storefront, et cetera, and stories to kind of build up your brand because 
competition is going to come from no matter what you do if you're successful yeah absolutely absolutely um, and and perhaps that's a a good sign that your product is good enough for Amazon to copy it, I believe. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So let's carry on, Aiden. Yeah. So uh, what what some of the related stories, um, you know, are about Amazon Collect and all this data. And then the majority of clients that I work with don't understand the data that Amazon already gives them and how to interpret it. So Amazon already give you a lot of data. So if you look in the brand analytics area, you know, you can get straightforward downloads and build charts. And we, um, the one that we use kind of most often is the search term research. So what are the top key top three products for your key search terms? You know, how does your product compare to theirs? Is yours cheaper? Is the design as good? Is it optimized for the right keywords? And using the software tools that are available, you can quite easily create improvement programs based on that data. So they're giving you an advantage there. So make sure you're using it. And also to advertise on those product listings because they're the ones getting the most traffic. Then if you go to another level deeper, you've got like to do more analysis on the data. So as I was saying, we augment the search term reports. We put it together month by month by month by month to look at the trends and how the search terms move, whether it's due to seasonality. Uh, And we use kind of data science techniques basically to analyze the data to provide advanced insights. There's been a lot of posts recently about Squid Games and Squid Game costume went to, I think, the top 10 BSR on Amazon. And it's just kind of fascinating, you know, how the terms, they go really, they go up at a really fast pace. But if you, you actually have a lot of that data at your fingertips and then it's up to you to use it. And then finally, there's a number of products in the market like Profitero is the one that I think has the best in terms of translating data into business language. There are LinkedIn posts. You should really follow them. If you can, um, if you're at the right level for their solution, you can interpret all of that data uh, on a much greater level for much bigger catalogs and present it in business language and take the appropriate um, actions after that. That's a quite a bit of uh, information towards the end. That's that's pretty good. So um, I think, uh, is there anything else you'd want to add on before we finish the podcast today? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add a quick, um, little quick one about Amazon's new fulfillment center in Dublin. Oh, so yeah. Two distribution centers, and we're getting our own fulfillment center in spring 2022. There are one million customers in Ireland, and comparatively speaking, relatively few UK sellers um, and almost no Irish sellers. So Irish brands are kind of still waking up to Amazon. So it's a big opportunity for Irish brands to store their products in Dublin and be able to deliver the same day to 1 million uh, Irish Amazon consumers. So that's something to watch out for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got a lot of people who sell to Northern Ireland and then delivery charges. It's not, you know, it prevents somebody to sell to them. Yeah. So for that, for that also, there is an opportunity there for a lot yeah. of sellers, I'm sure, in the based in the UK. So good shout there, Aidan. So, uh, yeah. So thank you very much again for your time. So if somebody is to find you, Aidan, so where is the best place to find you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Aidan Duffy uh, or df5ecommerce.com. Um, I'd be very interested in chatting to anyone about the topics from uh, today's conversation. Excellent. All the best, Aidan. I'll speak Thanks to you soon. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye.